Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from 2 to 3.20 on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Conversation with Dr. Pope. Another show, not episode, another show. Listen, I did not make a show for Thanksgiving, and it has been haunting me ever ever since. So I said this morning, I'm going to make sure I get up Christmas Eve morning and record the show for my listeners. Because you know what? What a gift God has given me. What a gift that God has given me a platform to share my thoughts, my opinions, and other people's thoughts and opinions Um around in Dallas and in Houston, Texas, Pearland. Now that's small, but I'm getting ready to do something um, probably next week that's going to amplify that platform a little bit more. I'll tell you more about that a little later. I did do something that I am very happy about. I think I've talked about it before, but I finally did it. The television show, Pope TV. Well, let me start that off. Conversation with Dr. Pope, the television show, the podcast, the syndicated radio show, has an app. And the app is called Pope TV. And the app now can be downloaded off of Apple. Excuse me, not Apple. Amazon. (laughs) Amazon Fire TV. And it's also on Roku TV. It's been on Roku television since March 2020. Now it's on this month, starting on Amazon Fire TV. And I am, oh my God, so excited. Because sometimes when you are being directed on how to grow your business, on how to grow things, you don't even realize the magnitude of the things that God is doing. Sometimes when you're just in your, whatever you're doing to build your business is just you and that task. And so you're, you're focused, you're in on it, but you're not thinking about the magnitude of it. You're not thinking about it as opportunities for other people. One of the things I learned here this year, very recently, I was listening to TD Jakes and he said, sometimes people are opportunities, right? You have we, we spend our lives seeking out opportunities. But sometimes he said, we don't realize we are a door or a bridge for someone else's opportunity. I, I had to stop and process that for a minute when I heard that. And if you really think about it, it is so true. Sometimes you're the thing that you are creating that you think will just be for you to be um, blessed financially, or maybe it's opportunities to, you know, get your, your name out there, your brand out there. You don't even realize, nope, God is giving you an opportunity to be a door or a bridge for someone else to shine their product, their opportunity to let that, to get their information out. So when I created Pope TV, the Pope TV app on Roku. I was not thinking of, that I was a bridge or a door. Nope. I saw it as a way for me 
to get my television show out to the masses without having to go through a lot of bureaucracy. As a as a woman in media, I had to realize something. I, I, I realized years ago, the media game has changed. NBC, CBS, um, those channels do not dominate how and what information gets on television. Matter of fact, they're, all, they're often taking stuff that, that people have filmed and put out there on their Facebooks and social media, and they're actually getting those things, and then they go out to the camera, right? And then they follow up on it. Well, with the way that the media is now, you can be a bridge or a door for other people because you now are a gatekeeper yourself. When I created the Pope app, I didn't think about it at first as just a way for me to say, hmm, I'm going to put all my content, whatever I want to put up here, and no one can stop me. I wasn't thinking about, hey, you can put someone else's shows on your show, on your platform. You can put, and you can introduce other content that's not getting um, an opportunity to be seen in other ways. And so I'm grateful that God gave me the tech skills to create the app to go on Roku and then to go on Amazon Fire TV. So recently I, um, well, his name is uh, Richard, Dr. Richard, uh, Brian Richardson. He had contacted me via Facebook and he said, hey, Dr. Pope, I want to put my material, my content on your show. And I want us to do some filming of things together. And I thought, well, okay. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I'm thinking about things and people approach me with business, I I listen, I get excited. But over the years, I've had enough experiences to say, "Mm, don't get too excited. Let's let the fine print work itself out. Let's see what this person is really going to bring to the table. Because people come to you with a lot of stuff. And follow through is a whole nother ballgame. But in this case, he sent me the information. Um, he sent me several videos, uh, music videos, because he's a Christian gospel artist. And he has a, a studio called V-Lab Studio. And so he sent me his content. We I put it on conversation with Dr. Pope, the, you know, this Facebook page. Uh, I put it up and I said that, and I, I spotlighted a couple of the videos and now I'm reading the data to see, you know, looking at the data, analyzing, seeing, okay, who, how many times it's been viewed? Who's viewing it? What time are they viewing it? Because I need to know, is this a good match for me? Is this a good, because the ultimate goal is that now it's time to start generating revenue, right? You have to, if you are a, when you create a platform for others, a television platform, a media platform, you have to get and generate revenue or it's just really, to me, it's an opportunity, but it's not a viable opportunity. See, I, I'm about money. You have to make money. You remember uh, Sweetie Pies always say, uh, Sweetie, she would say, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Now, that's her quote. That's her quote. And so I totally agree with her, though. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. So why, you know, people want to get on your platform, of course. Everybody want to get on something for free. Woo! I almost said something that wasn't right. when I. <laughs> okay, for the ladies out there, you know where my mind went. 
folk men will will enjoy you for free if you let them for the rest of your life. You have to say, uh-uh, buddy. You have to put the ring on. Okay, let me just be honest. Put the ring, go down to the courthouse, sign the paper, you know, the whole thing. And then you give the goodies. Then you give the goodies. Mm, too many ladies are forgetting about the business of relationships. I say, like, uh, remember um, Tyler Perry say, think, link, put the lock on it. Lock that up until you get the ring, until he get down to the courthouse. Shoot, some of y'all get the ring. Just get on down to the courthouse and then take him shopping. You know, I say take him shopping, meaning you use his money or credit to get the ring you want. Okay, that's what I meant. Not you buying the ring. All right. Now, I digress. Let me get back to this money about being an opportunity in the platform. So anyway, when I got the uh, videos and stuff, I did put them up immediately. Um, I started working and talking to a lot of people on his uh, team. And, I, you know, now let me say this. When you are working with people, I'm uh, glad that I'm a door, a bridge for others now, you see, to spring forth their, their content. Again, sometimes God only give you a piece of the puzzle. So if you're working on something right now and it's your project, and right now you it's like you you're seeing it and it's big, you know it's gonna be like your eureka, but you can't understand all of it. I say continue to do it and trust God, but also listen to your subtle thing. And don't forget, before I put content up, I send out my agreement form. You have to give your, don't forget to cover your legal ease. Do your media consent form. Do all the things that you're supposed to do when you allowance, when you are a bridge or a door of opportunity for someone else. You have to still cover yourself. Now, I asked if he had permission um, for the uh, the other people's media consent forms and all that. He said, yes. So, you know, I trusted that, but I took care of my end to say, okay, here's what I'm doing and with him. And then um, I remember one of the ladies asked, that was something very important. She said, what about his copyright? And again, when you do that in media, you want to make sure that you are, you have your copyrights, you're, you're protecting your interests. And so as I was explaining to her, um, I make sure I acknowledge that this music is from their studio, not mine. I, I am not a creator of a song. Uh, I also wanted to use some of the information, the music in my podcast. And I asked for permission to do that because when you play music, I normally buy music. So the soundtrack you hear when I'm playing uh, in my podcast, that's purchased. The The sound that you hear in the church, in the, the uh, syndicated radio show, that's purchased music. I have a license to use that music. So you have to do your due diligence. Anything you're using in your Plat uh, on your, you know, in your media. If it's not yours, you have to have consent to use it. Somebody else's information. And, and so, anyway, I got excited about it. So now I've done it. I've done that. And when I got, um, I put the thing directly on Amazon TV. It is required that people have to download the app. And you know what I find so strange is when you tell people you have to download the app, they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, send me the instructions." Listen, when you downloaded Netflix, I wasn't there in your living room giving you instructions. I mean, I know why we have to do it because some people just can't figure some things out. 
But I also realize, you know, there's a start and stop to what I'm supposed to be doing. Start and stop. So I'm just saying to you, as you grow, as you listen to God, and he gives you more inspiration and ideas, don't just think that you're working for you and your little, you like in your closet, you know, in your little secret hiding place, and you're not realizing he's making you a bridge or a door. And also with that bridge or door, you need to charge. <laughs> now, you use wisdom. God may tell you to try someone out for a little like a free time just to see if they're a match or whatever. Or it may give you, may give them a little discount. But don't forget, you're in business. And you can't gift everything to people. One, people pay way, I mean, over the amount for tennis shoes that has no value. But because it has a value to their self-esteem, they pay extra for it. So remember, whatever your goods or your service is, that people may not honor it or value it if you give it to them for free. Yeah, I know. You have to you have to make them pay. We are a strange group of people. Yeah, consumers are strange, but they're 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 smart. They know that oh, if it has some value, they make you pay for it. They know that. They can't some people just can't can't wrap their head around you are trying something and learning as you go. And so you you don't know quite how to price something. So if good, if the good Lord tell you, okay, let Johnny do that for free for 10 days, he'll say, mm, I don't know about that. Well, you don't worry about what he thinks. You just obey God because God going to work that out for you. But if he's telling you, and he should be telling all of us, you have to charge, right? Then you need to use your wisdom on how to set those prices. All right, so that was like, so now Amazon Fire Stick is up. I am now accepting uh, content. Of course, with that, I'm looking to make sure there's quality content, content that works for me and the content I want to put out there and distribute to the world. So Pope TV is ready. We're actually now a digital television station. And I don't think, even when I was doing it, I wasn't even thinking about that. And why is that important? Oprah Winfrey just sold 95% of own television to Discovery. Now, you may be sleeping on that because she got, oh, well, she got 5%. Well, 5% and her name on it is 5%. But 95% now is Discovery. Own is no longer a black-owned media company. Own is a great company, but Oprah realized something. She decided that it was easier for her to go back to cre- being a creator of content than being the gate or the door or the bridge for someone else's content. Yeah, after... uh when she found it on, she was determined to make her profit, get her money out of there, and get out. Tyler Perry came with her, and he helped her uh, move it forward. But if you notice, I knew something was going on when Tyler Perry started doing the BET thing. And BET is not black-owned either. Now, I say that, I don't think 
he has bought uh, BET. I, I hadn't read it anywhere in the business pages, but I'll keep my eye open uh, because you never know. And so that's, I'm glad I said that. If you are doing any business, you need to read about the business that you're in. In other words, anything in media, I'm keeping my eye out. I'm listening to things. I'm watching for things because I'm in the media business. I'm also in another, my other companies are in different areas. I have a school, an online school, and I have my company called The Resource Center, which is where I do the dissertation editing and uh, all the other stuff that I do, the consulting and all that. So I'm not... I'm not just one business. I don't have just one business. And I'm realizing too, this is that as I'm growing, I'm realizing I have to shift and realign the platforms. So also this week, I have been putting back up the resource center. Now, at one time, you saw the resource center first, and then you saw saw Pope's resource center. But as I worked on the media arm of my company's Pope's Resource Center, I realized I had to, LLC, I had to, I had allowed that to dominate everything. And I do a lot of business. Pope's Resource Center, LLC, does a lot of business as the Resource Center. So this time I said, let me put my the Resource Center back out there. So now it's back out there on Instagram. It's back out there on Facebook as a page. So I'm working on that because I make money in both arenas. Now, I'm not going to lie. At one point, I decided I wasn't going to do dissertations as much because as much as I love helping people obtain their PhDs or their EDDs, and I love doing qualitative and helping them with qualitative studies, It can be taxing emotionally. I get so involved in my clients' uh, lives at doing those things. And what I mean, not not their personal lives, but when a person is obtaining their PhD or their EDD, they're very focused and they're very consumed with the idea in their in their in their study. They are you know, creating, writing chapters. They are trying to get them out there. They're trying to get them approved. They're going through back and forth revisions with their mentors. It's a lot. And I'm totally involved in the whole process. I'm listening to them. I'm trying to coach them. I'm going through the emotional ups and downs that they go through. I'm looking at what they have and I'm, I I can't write it for them. So I am trying to help them shape it by throwing in my, you know, I call my three cent, two cent, five cent. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, because I know what, pretty much I know what the formula is for the dissertation. So I'm able to share that with them and say, okay, I can tell you, this is missing. This is missing. Yeah, I, you, but you gotta, that's, that's still not quite right. So when I'm in the throes of that, I want to hear that everybody makes it. I want to, I'm there normally from the beginning of the process to the end coaching. And that is uh, at least a year and a half, sometimes two. But normally when I come in, I come in on the writing part. So it was normally about a year and a half or two years that people are still writing those chapters. 
and then I am in there with them, you know, uh, things happen. Children, uh, people get divorced. There's so many other things that go on while people trying to obtain their doctorates. And I get a chance to partake of that. And, you know, this last week, one of my clients uh, went through so many emotional roller coasters with her project, her dissertation. And I felt every bit of it. I had to lay down for two days after all that was said and done. Yeah, because I'm just that engaged in the process. And it can be taxing on your spirit. It can be taxing on your family because when they, when I feel like they lose, I lose. When they win, I win. When they're stuck, I'm stuck. And I tried something new. I tried doing a project where um, you pay so much money and then I coach you just on that chapter. I edit just that chapter and I thought it was going to be okay. I put more work into that than I did being the coach for the long time. So that's not for me. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's not for me. And see, what I love about Christmas Eve, it's all about the gifts, right? It's all about gifts. God gave me a gift on that project to let me know, Dr. Pope, you are not a person that goes half in on something. You can't just do a unit. Right. And be okay with that, because the people you serve or you help, they need more support. That's why they pay you for coaching. That's why they pay you to be the editor. You, they need more support. And with that comes when you're sincere and you're, you're honest and you're like with them for real, man. I put in more time on, on that than, uh, you know, than the, on the, we had to go through a couple of revisions and this, that, and the other. I was like, oh, I'm emotionally zapped. So I realized I can't do that. Either I'm a coach for a year. I come in when you start that project and I go with you to the end. Or I'm, I can do a little bit of like, let me look and tell you something, but I can't do it for long term. It, it, you know, and I'm going to say this. I went well above and beyond what I was supposed to do, and I know it, and my cl- and my client knew, it, and she was appreciative of it. But I just don't know how to work uh, at at a at a level where I'm not giving my best, and I don't know how to cut off something in a in a uh, like 15 days on something that's so important. So. I know now I have the gift of I got a gift this year that I won't do that anymore. So I realized again with dissertations, I need to keep what works for me. Did you notice I said what works for me? Not so much my client. What works for me? Sometimes you don't realize it, but you need to know what works for you. Now, so those are gifts that I had this this uh, month. Another gift I realized too, and maybe you are as well. How many of you are realizing you're not looking at the gifts that you received already this year? You're so busy. We're so wound wound up or focused on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning that we forget about the gifts we got along the way. 
Now, let me be very, very clear. This year was financially, oh my God, difficult. Can we say it like that? Difficult. <laughs> Challenging. God stretched to me. Um, and I didn't know, to be honest, towards the end, I was getting a little tired. I was getting weary. And God just sent clients out of the out of the out of the woodwork to to say, "Hey, can you help me?" And I didn't I didn't know. And that's the thing about doing your own business. You could be feeling like, "Okay, God, where are the clients?" And nothing's happening. And and then you could be so busy where you say, "Ooh, I don't know if I can do all this at one time." That's just how when you work for yourself as a full time entrepreneur, things are. It is a lot of ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And I realized this year, um, God's promises. It's a song called Promises by the Maverick. Um, I don't say Maverick. I, I should know it by heart. I listen to it every day. Okay. And I say it every day, every day I listen to this song. Um, now, one of the songs I've been listening to a lot is The Story I'll Tell, featuring Naomi Rain. It's called The Maverick City Music. That's 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 the name of the group. Oh, my goodness. I was watching TikTok, a TikTok video, and ran across Promises. A lady was doing a dance to Promises. And Naomi Rain's voice? <laughs> oh, my God. Call me in. Now, again... I, I guess I'm I listen to gospel, of course. I think I listen to the kind of update contemporary gospel. Uh I, I like the whinings and, and you know, the old school gospel too. I, I never was one of them tamarine and uh drum, you know, sanctified, holy, holy gospel kind of sound. Um I was raised at first in a Pentecost church, so you know if you know that, you know what I'm talking about that sound. Okay, right. Um, but I like stuff now in 51, I like any music, country music, all of it that speaks to me. I was watching Garth Brooks special of the night and Garth was tearing up. But if you watch Garth special on Netflix, he's tearing up a lot. I don't know. I think Garth has had a little nervous. Something went on with Garth and he ain't telling everybody, but he is, he said he's very emotional right now. Garth was putting in a lot of time on, on the tour. He was putting in a lot of time on the road, and I think it, it took its toll on him. But anyway, I I I was watching God sing and get like tears come to his eye. I like that kind of thing now. I, I like gospel music now or any music that just feeds my spirit. And so even as I talked to you this morning, uh, Naomi Rain's voice is just in my head. I listen to this woman every day. And uh, and the Maverick City, and it's called Promises. Uh, Joel L. Burns, Barnes, and Naomi Rain. Woo, my goodness, man! I'm just just thinking about it as I tell you about it gets me kind of. I have to say, man, God's promises. He has been holding me and upholding my family. 2020. You know, I'm just dropping a book this month and it talks about 
things that have happened to me financially that would have normally destroyed somebody else, but God, but God. And when I drop the book, I'm going to talk about it and and, and real clearly because I don't want to say too much and then I'll have the thing out there. So I got I'm really working on not not speaking about delivering something that's not out there. So promises. Woo! Now I don't have the copyright to that song, so I won't play it. But you know, I I, I maybe I give it just a little bit of it. But in that song, it's like she just talks about your love is it, it, She talks about both of them. Just talk about how God just never stops. He never stops. And, and this other one too. Hold on, I'm gonna come back to that. There's one more. I, I, there's some. I am loved. There is nothing better. Um, let's say I am loved. There is nothing better. Featuring Naomi Rain against the Maverick City Music. Now that one right there. When she talks about how I am loved, 2020, God loved on me. He did. I don't know what he's done in your household, in your business, in, in, in your personal life. Okay, now it's almost 30 minutes, so I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come in and hit, hit it more. Okay, let me see here. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from 2 to 3.20 on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. Okay, this is uh, part two of the, you know, God has given me so many gifts in 2020. God's gift to me in 2020. All right, so I was talking about in the last segment uh, about the song I Am Loved by... There's nothing better by Naomi Rain. Promises. Now, these are not by, she's a feature, and the choir is Maverick City Music. Let me tell you, Maverick City Music has the most diverse group out there, like choir. Loving, but I'm loving the the music because, you know, as you're creating things for your business, you know, because I'm a media content creator, I'm also a creator, like I just said in the last segment, I'm talking about writing and editing and all that stuff. That takes a toll. And so, when you are on your journey and like creating apps, what I didn't realize is that this year, all of my tech strengths, all of my geek side, you know, that's the side people don't know exists. They, they don't see it. I talk about it now more, but people don't look at me and see nerd. Mm-mm, I don't know what they see, but they don't see a girl who creates apps, <laughs> a girl who creates television content, podcast content, radio content. Um, I don't have that look. I have glasses. I do have my glasses. But, you know, um, I'm an extrovert. So extroverts, I don't know. Sometimes we may not come off as the techie side. Uh, Thank God for Sheldon. You know, Sheldon has made nerds um, on uh, Big Bang Theory. Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. has That whole show has made nerds look good. But you ever notice there's no black nerds on that show? As, as many episodes that I've watched and rerun, I've never seen the black nerd, the black female nerd. 
I'm just saying, I love the show. And it really has helped out, you know, make smart people like some of their cool to a certain extent. I, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I hadn't seen that show yet. Well, people look like me, who think like me, who create like me, have a show like me. And now maybe, hey, with my TV show, I can put that out there. <gasps> mm-hmm. I was telling you, having an app. On Amazon, Fire Stick TV, and Roku is opening up my doors and the way I see things and my possibilities. Oh, there are awesome possibilities. And I'm finna tap into every last one of them. <laughs> and you'll get a chance to hear that journey. Uh-huh. And watch because uh, I have put up my first podcast that I created with me doing the radio show, uh, and I recorded it in its own YouTube under Conversation with Dr. Pope, Channel One. Uh, I think now I call it Pope TV. So you will see it. If you go on my YouTube on Conversations with Dr. Pope, Pope TV, I think that's the name now, you will be able to see me do these podcasts live. Now, I'm not doing one today live because I'm in my pajamas. It's Christmas Eve. And I just wanted to get up and get it out because I have to have it in by 10 o'clock a.m. in order for it to be on the radio show. So I'm up and talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, this song though, because I was saying, I am love, there's nothing better. Woo, that one right there has been ringing in my spirit all day too. Because I play it, I know, at least 20 times. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I play my, this is how I get my food. I don't know how creators are creating without the juice. The juice. You got to have the juice for your spirit. You got to have the juice for your mind. So this is my juice. And when I look back on 2020 and I I was, you know, he she said God was enough when she didn't have any. And when she didn't have her portion, man, this year I was like, I don't know. I have, uh, I've been to Christian Helping Hands. That's a food pantry in Pearland. I've been to Pearland Neighborhood Center. That is another, well, they do a little bit of everything. Um, but I went there for the food. Um, there is, where else did I go? Oh, and of course, the Houston Food Bank. Boom. I went there the early part of the year. And I love the way the Houston Food Bank is now decided they would partner and move out a little bit, come out from just using um, the things there. They started partnering and they went out to different communities, adding to the food pantries that way. So things, I guess, as they say, wouldn't go bad. It was a better way to collaborate, to distribute more equally, and to make sure food deserts are covered. Now, you may say, Dr. Pope, did you tell me, did you just say you went to the Houston Food Bank for food? Yes. They have a program. I don't know if it's still there, but the Houston Food Bank had a program. If you worked, you hear this is for working people. If you worked, you show them your check stub and they would allow you to shop in their, it's like a little little store in the back. It's a food pantry, but you actually shop. Now you're not paying for the food, but you get a cart, you go in and they have the number of quantities of items you can pick. Based on, like, uh, for example, the meat may have one in the 
one refrigerator freezer thing. It may be steaks, chicken, whatever. Then there's another one and another one. And so what you would do is you would get your fresh produce. You get all that stuff and you get a cart, <laughs> cereal, all of it, what you needed, what you could use, and you take it home. But you had to make an appointment, right, online, or you would call and get an appointment, and then you would come and they'd verify it was you, and then you go in there and you shop, but you only get so many minutes. I think I forgot it was like uh, 20 minutes maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. But the point is you got a chance to be treated with dignity. If you're working and you still need something after the paychecks have been utilized, that was the place to go. And someone told me about it, and so I'm sharing it with you. Now, I don't know if the food banks in Dallas work that way, but the Houston Food Bank is a pretty big operation. And I volunteered there before. Uh, with my before I got my doctorate with Capella University, we had a uh, uh, volunteer thing where we, you know, you go in as a group and you box all that stuff up and, and everything. I it was a lot of work, but it was so much fun. You got a chance to see how it was how it operates from the inside out. No one just goes to the food bank and pick up food magically. It's a system. Everybody chips in, and they. they they now have a, a culinary program. So if you are trying to learn how to cook, you want to be a, a chef, not just a cook, a chef, they have a program where they pay you to learn how to cook. I mean, the Houston Food Bank is a resource. And that's why my business is called The Resource Center. I like to share and let people know other resources to help them. Well, as a small business owner, and I just talked about, you don't know when every sale is going to come through. What are you doing in between? Now, because I, I worked as an adjunct professor this year, this, the first part of the year through uh, TSU, Texas Southern University, I was able to have a check stub. <laughs> because, you know, entrepreneurs, we don't have check stubs. But we can show, you know, taxes or invoices or whatnot to verify income. but um, I had a check stub, and that's what they use. They use a check stub. They'll actually ask if you're self-employed. You know, you tell them the truth. And anyway, I love it because you were treated with dign dignity and respect, and the place was clean, and the products were store products, things you buy at the store. So I love that. And I went, and then I noticed they stopped doing it, and I wondered what happened. And then they said, oh, now we go out and we partner with the local ent entities. So one of those that's one of the gifts God gave me this year. He gave me the gift to say, one, you need I need help. And not, not only I can say it, but I I was able to accept the fact that it's okay to go to a food pantry and not feel like I was less than or I wasn't as successful as I thought I was. And how dare someone go to the food pantry with five degrees, right? And a job. Well, I have my oldest son move back home due to COVID. And he was trying to struggle and get himself back together. And so I am now a mother uh, with four kids in her house from 10 to 22. And that's a lot of extra on me to supply 
with as a fee as a single well single mother of four children. Now I'm a divorced mom. I should put that out there. Um, and then I adopted my three kids early on. So the point is, is that I needed the food. And I had just moved into this apartment and I was like, whoa. And so a friend of mine, she told me, uh, she said, Dr. Pope, there is a, a, a thing you can go to over there and, and, and a lot of people are using it. And I was like, oh boy, I hate going to places where people look at you funny. They judge whatever you drive. They judge you, your clothes, you know. And uh, I didn't encounter that at all at the Houston Food Bank. I've learned something, the gift. You have to treat people. I don't care if they're in need, if they're, you know, the president of the United States or the lady who cleans cafeteria. Everybody wants and deserves respect. Everybody who is in need doesn't need to feel like they're being looked down upon, talked crazy to, or made to feel less than because they're at a point in their life where they need. I had sold my volunteer time in the Houston Food Bank, and I said, Lord, I got to go do what I got to do. And I walked up in there, sat down. Well, it was a line of people, and I realized, again, if you don't go in there, with an attitude, you don't get an attitude. It's just that simple. Matter of fact, the first day I went, I cried because I didn't have the information I was supposed to have. And the lady said, well, we'll, we'll go ahead. And I remember, I think I had volunteered with them before at another location. And the lady looked at me and she didn't even act like she knew me. But she said, I'm going to let you do the emergency one. They have an emergency program too. And she let me do the emergency program. And I was able to get a few things. She said, go ahead and, and, and get what you need. And I got what I needed. Because I, I was going, when she told me no at first, I left out. But I got back in my car and I thought about it. See, those who don't know me, oh, you know, um, I got a little, you know, I'm from Louisiana Projects. I don't hide that. <laughs> Before I was Dr. Pope, I was Sheila. I was Sheila, okay? And that, that, that. It, I got riled up inside and I was like, I can't go home without something for these kids. And I, I came out here. I ain't going back home empty handed. So I got back out of my car and I went back in the door and I said, ma'am, is there anything you can do for me right now? And that's when she said, yeah, well, go ahead, ma'am. And, you know, we're going to do the emergency thing for you. I said, thank you so much. And I got what I came for. Because I was about to let my pride, you know, stop me from doing what I needed to do. I was going to let shame stop me from going back in that door. But I was like, oh, no, project kicked in and said, oh, no, no, no. I don't take no for the answer on the first time. I'm going to keep coming back because I know this is where my need is going to be met. If I know my need is going to be met somewhere, oh, I'm just not going to sit down. If I think you got something, if you owe me money, I'm coming back. If if we got a um if I got something I need to do to help my children, I'm coming back. That that's who I am. I just don't take no off the first time. But I think my pride had got in the way and I was kind of shamed. And so I got in the car 
And then something is instinctively said, oh, wait a minute, you didn't drove way over here and you needed this food. Get something. Get whatever they give you. Be grateful, but get something. Man, they gave us so much stuff. And I say so much stuff. It was what they call the emergency kit. But that was like a lifeline for me. Because at that time, my kids didn't know it, but I didn't have nothing. And I had been wrestling with TSU over paychecks, and ugh, it was a nightmare at that time. So the Houston Food Bank, I will forever sing their praise. Um, and and like I said, once I got my items, I went home. And you know, you know, even when you you craving something sweet, and you know, I love nutter butter cookies. And in the little emergency packet was some nutter butter cookies. Oh my goodness, my kids say, Mom, they got your cookies. And I was like, Yeah, they got my cookies. But really, the cookies was for me like God just saying, I hear you. You know, they say that your heart desire, He gave me my heart desire. I got some for my kids, but there was something in there special just for me to remind me, He always got you. Because I'm trying to do it right. And what I mean by that, I'm not trying to go out here and defraud the system. Some people, they get a check, they get a food stamp, they get this, they get that. You know, I can't qualify for the food stamp. Sometimes you can, but when when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you may not make any money a couple of months. But then you may make 5000 the next month. Well, food stamp don't work like that. You can't turn around and make $5,000 and not report that. And then you got them all in your business. So I don't I don't like food stamps. I never, let me be real honest. I have never liked food stamps. When we received food stamps when I was little, I would, my mama said I was the one that filled up the cart with food. And when it was time to pay, I would disappear. Because I hated how people would judge you. Even as a kid, I can see people looking at you funny. I worked, when I got to be 16, I worked at a, a, a grocery store, a Super One grocery store and, um, in Alexandria, Louisiana. When I knew when the first came, because everybody would come in and have three carts. Some families have two or three carts of grocery. And they would pay, this is back in the day when they had the, the food step in the book. You had to tear them out. They were like the five. They had a different color. The the tens were green. You know, for those of you who are listening, you, you know what I'm talking about. Food stamp used to come in a booklet, not a card. Now they got a card because the card allows you to get in there. Have your dignity back. Everybody looked at you funny when they saw you had the little paper paper like that. It wasn't real money. And my mom uh, had me at 18. So she was doing what she had to do, too. Okay, she had me and she was getting her food stamp to take care of me and her. And anyway, I would always be embarrassed by those food stamps. So I'll be the first to I never have like food stamps. I don't like them because the way people judge you. And anyway, when I got to when I became an adult, I swore I would never have a be on welfare. It was the thing that. People just assumed about black women with children that we were all on food stamps or welfare. Well, I'm, I do not. Now, don't get me wrong. When they had the uh, hurricane, 
that came out with Harvey and they gave those food stamp cards out. Oh, I went and got in line to get those cards. Yes, I did. But I did not and have not been on food stamps, like a welfare program. Um, and then the one time I got ready to do it, they asked so many questions. And again, it's so, to me, humiliating that you got to tell every little bit of thing. And when you self-employed, you can't say what you're going to make from day to day, from month to month. And I have a fear of getting caught up in something. Um, I don't know if y'all remember the lady who, she's she was white and she was pretending and passing for black, Rachel Dollinger, I think that's her name. And she worked for the NAACP. Right after everybody found out she was a white girl pretending to be black, um, she lost her job and she got on welfare. She got food stamps because she had little kids. And now I don't, I don't know where her the boyfriend was. All I don't know. Uh, but when I adopted my children, I had a job and and a business. And I, you know, I, that was one thing I too. I said I would never uh, have to use welfare to take care of somebody I adopted. That, that again, these are my issues. It's not everybody's issues, okay? But anyway, with Rachel Dollinger, she made uh, I don't know how much she like earned to get her food stamps. But as an entrepreneur, she published a book and the book sold and she made $900,000. Why did they try to get her for welfare from? The lady was on food stamps. She didn't have a clue that the book was going to sell that much. And then when she she didn't, I guess, get off of the stamps, because, you know, once she makes some money, you got to get off. Then they now they got her for welfare fraud. So she had to go to court. And I got to find out what was the case, what ter- what, how, what turned out, what was the uh, the end of that thing. I'll Google it in a minute. But the point I'm saying is, you see, you go from being poor and needing the money to suddenly now you're getting a case for welfare fraud. Like unemployment. People, oh, unemployment. Get this $300 extra for unemployment. Unemployment is good. But if that company says they overpaid you or they come back with something, Guess who coming back for that money they gave you? The unemployment people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, you got to be careful with these little, these agencies. They're there to help you, but sometimes they can mess you around and get you caught up into something. Everybody, they've already done it with the unemployment. If you. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from 2 to 3.20 on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. Okay, now I'm back on part three of Christmas gifts from God. Um, As I was saying, when you are, you know, trying to do right and you are in need and you have a financial need. I just want to reiterate that there is no harm or nothing wrong with being on welfare. If that's what where you are, that's what you can have and this was a resource for you, you utilize it. I'm saying I had um I had a, a plan, a problem with food stamps. I've just always had it. I just that was a personal thing, 
from childhood until adulthood. But I have also realized that there are times where you can't let your pride, your shame, your ego get in the way of taking care of your family. And that's one of the gifts I learned this year, that you have to go out and use the resources God has given you to take care of yourself. Because it is better to go out and get the services you need through, if it's through food stamps or um, in my case, I use the Houston Food Bank. I use food pantries. Um, those are things you have to do in order to help you maintain your family and that there's no shame in that. I think one of the things that God has also allowed me to do is talk about it openly because I think a lot of women and men are not talking about the fact as business owners, we have struggled. With COVID-19, people who, who were going doing very well in their businesses out of no fault of their own were suddenly hit with needs, closing down businesses because the government says, you know, we got to look out for the greater good. And that was something else I had to realize too. I think that God gave us the gift of this year. I, I did a show on it already, but I'm going to remind everybody. This is the time now, if you have your business, the Senate and this bill has been approved of for more, this $900, $900 billion stimulus packet, uh, as the President Trump said, that they're giving a lot of money to people that got nothing to do with COVID. You know, they're just packing some stuff in. That's what they do. Um, and I say they, Democrats and Republicans and independents. I, I, come on. They're making the laws. We have elected them to make these laws and to do the thing they need to do to take care of us. But with COVID, a lot of things, the rules went out the window. So one of the things that's been a lifeline are the PPP loans and the EIDL loans and some of these uh, grants. Now, I went on the page to check with the SBA because I told you I did a whole show on this. This is the time now. If you have your EIN number, you should have your bank accounts. We talked about this. You should be getting ready for the next round of applying for all this stuff. Matter of fact, today, I got to take care of some things. If you got PPP loans last time, you got to get that paperwork together, get, fill out the form so your, those can be forgiven. Then you got to try to get the new ones, Okay. Now, if you don't need any of that money that's going to be offered out there as a business owner, then don't take it. Count the cost. But if you need it, you need to get ready and have yourself in order. Get all your financial forms in order. You know you're going to need, because we hadn't filed any new taxes, so they're going to be using the same Schedule C they used last time. So make sure you are ready to apply for this money. The stimulus, that, that stimulus check, either the $600 one or the $2,000 one, whichever one we're going to get, that's not enough. That ain't long-term. For business owners who have had to pay rent and home business, I'm a home-based business. We are paying rent too, just like everybody else. You need to make sure you are showing that, showing your payroll, showing what you've done with the money. It is so important that we um you you look at that you look at uh, who, how much how much you paid out in wages 
Uh, this is where we kind of come in with our accountability. It's time to do all your forms today. Uh, get everything in order and then position yourself for the next round. I'm going to do things I didn't do last time. If there's another grant somewhere I missed, I'm going to apply for those grants early this time. Um, I'm going to encourage everybody to go on sbca.gov, SB, not CA, Lord, SBA, Small Business Administration, <laughs> .gov. Now, again, as I talk to you, I hear, I am loved, I am loved, I am loved by you. Now, again, that is Naomi. Um, she's featured in that song, I Am Loved, There Is Nothing Better, featuring Naomi Rain um, in the Maverick City Music. That one kind of held me. Also, uh, promises, I said that too, and the story I will tell. You know, right now I realized uh, another gift that I realized God gave me this year was the gift of storytelling. I tell people stories through my television show. I tell stories through the podcast and through the radio show. I now tell stories. And one of the things I'm so honored that I got a chance to do this uh, yesterday, all this week, we started on Saturday. Yeah, we worked on Saturday, Monday, to up until yesterday. Yeah. Um, I am a volunteer with, I'm the social media manager with People's United Summit. It's a 503C. And they help uh, serve people in the north side of Houston and um, anywhere pretty much in Houston. But they prefer, they really work on north side and sunny side. And anyway, we, we do a lot of volunteer work in District 141, which is State Representative Sinfronia Thompson's district. And I have had the honor of going out with her every um, Thanksgiving, I think, uh, Thanksgiving and last Christmas, one of the two, for, uh, it's the Christmas, for, I think this is going on my fourth, this is my fourth year right here. And what an honor. First of all, um, you know, I don't talk a lot about it, but I, I, it took me a little while to say I'm a politician. <laughs> I'm a precinct chair of 46. It's a new precinct in Missouri County. And I've been a precinct chair now for, hmm, I'm going to say, what, 10 years? Because I got, I started doing it when Pre President Obama got, before he got into office. So I've been doing this. Um, and again, I'm just a volunteer, but I ran for city Pearland city council and I didn't win. And again, I, you know, I said, tell everybody I had a good experience and, and, and that's not often people can say that, but I really had a good experience. I didn't win, but I, it was my first time ever running for a, a city council position. And I had to, and Pearland is, uh, is diverse, but it's, but the people who run is still pr primarily white males. And when you get an opportunity to work with a black female who has been in been a state representative for over 45 years it is like really god me me <laughs> let me tell you when i was working as an even uh, even start director uh, and principal of a program in Angleton, Texas. 
we were advocating for grants. That program I worked under had a $200,000 grant every year for four years. We were allocated that money to do what we did. And that was to help um, people get their GEDs, help ESL learners um, get uh, to progress in their English skills for their, you know, we, we dealt with adults and children. We, we were a literacy program, meaning we helped when moms, we, we, and I still believe this, when you teach a mom how to read and, and when you impact a mom, you impact the entire family. As I just said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those mothers, I'm educated, but I was sitting in my car and had to go back in there in the food bank and say, okay, I'm not giving up because I know how to advocate. I know how to advocate for my family. And I think, you know, again, this is why I said it was a gift from God to remind me that this year, everybody don't get an opportunity to serve the way I serve. I serve with some of the best community leaders in the game. I mean, COVID came in and, you know, she used to what, what state representatives and Friday Thompson would do. She would have, um, they would organize, get the volunteers to deliver turkeys out to different apartment complexes, right? And they would deliver the turkeys and the gift cards. And, you know, it was a lot. It was taxing on her and on the team because you have to get people to volunteer dues every year. You got to trust that they won't take the gift cards, trust they won't take the turkeys, do the wrong thing with them making sure you're meeting all these people. But due to COVID-19, she couldn't afford to to endanger herself or endanger others while she was trying to help them. So she came up with a much better way. She, I'm saying she and her team came up with a much better way to deliver services and food this year. So she still got them turkeys and hams. She partnered with Kroger's. She partnered with H-E-B. And she partnered with People United Summit. That's where I come in. And so when uh, she does her events, she has, uh, you know, she's been, been, she's approved of how I do the social media. And so they allow me to do the social media for them every year. So I get a chance to tell the story. I get a chance to show people what she's doing. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I gave turkeys out in my community. Did you see it? No. Did you did you get any testimonies from the people? No. People just tell you they do a lot of things. And I love the fact that she says, no, no, put the camera out there. Let them see what I'm doing. I'm okay with it. She doesn't have anything to hide. She's like, bring that camera and it's okay. They can see everything that we're doing. Because she's not, she's not trying to be in the limelight. She's letting people know. I care about District 141, and I love that about her. I I have so much respect for her, you know, because she's been she's been playing hardball and making laws for over 45 years for the state of Texas, and I agree, and my I, my my philosophies align with hers. Uh, she's written a lot of stuff about sex trafficking, a lot of laws on the sex trafficking. Because she's one of the reasons that now when people are caught up in the sex trafficking, that they don't have their whole criminal histories like just destroyed. Because see, people don't understand when you caught 
as a prostitute, that goes against your record. But if you've been sex trafficking, you got a pimp and somebody putting you out there, of course, you're a prostitute. You have no choice. So you're caught into a vicious system. So it's so wrong to burden these women when they get out of that situation. It's like, well, I'm still stuck with the residue of, of, my, of my past life. Now they're looking at that, not looking at it, but there are some laws now, thanks to her. Yeah, th- th- this is why it's so important. When you are in need, sometimes it's best you volunteer and give of your time. Oh my goodness, like I said that one more time. If I haven't learned anything, I- I've known this since I was in uh, high school. I've always volunteered. I've always been in student council. I'm, I'm that person. But this year, when you have great needs, you can't sit and just wallow in your need. It is best you get up and serve somebody else and let God show you and tell you how you can get your needs met through these organizations. If you're out here in the streets volunteering, you're going to learn Who's doing what, really? Not the ones that's talking about it. I'm talking about the ones that's really doing it. You will learn who they are. You will get a chance to know what they do. And more important, you will learn how to do the same thing to help others. This year, we went to, uh, I went with People United, again, on behalf of People's United Summit. I went to Haverstock Apartments, Dryersdale. Village Apartments, Angel Ridge Apartments, Sterlingshire, um, and Lake Crest Village Apartments. We went to one other one, and I, I, we, we just dropped off the stuff. We didn't get a chance. It was a different setup, but uh, six apartment complexes in Northeast Houston, and these are the apartment complexes where they said. Miss Vanessa, I spoke with her. Uh, and I, by the way, all these um, some of these videos are out now on Conversation with Dr. Pope on Facebook. I'm going to do the show. It's going to be on AT and T. And when I do the show, I'll tell you about it on my next podcast, so you can watch it. And it's going to be on uh huh Amazon Fire TV and on Roku Television as well. Um, I get a chance to tell those stories everywhere. And Ms. Vanessa, she's the manager, Vanessa Warren, who's the manager of Havistock Apartments. And let me say something. I learned early on when I was working and volunteering with uh, Honorary Mayor uh, Sandra Massey-Hines. She works a lot and volunteers over there in Havistock. Havistock Apartment Complex is not one you just go over there and floss up in there and talk about, oh, I'm coming to help the residents. You, you need to, you know, uh, have things organized. You got to talk to the right people. You don't just go up in there doing any and everything. Um, when I went to Sterlingshire, I was, no, there yeah, was. When I went to Sterlingshire, the kids saw me with the camera and they were like, oh, we got TV cameras out here. And they were getting a little rowdy about that. Um, not that I was worried because I worked at Worthen High School. So, you know, if you didn't work, if you didn't work at Worthen, you, you know, Sterling shot off. Don't they don't make you too nervous. I've I've had kids. That are, I've been uh, teachers and they lived in Garden City. So I, I'm I'm not putting down the, the area. I'm saying for those of you who may be listening and saying, oh, I want to go out and impact that community. 
I'm saying you can impact the community, but make sure you go through the proper channels. Make sure everything is approved. You just don't go up in certain communities without approval. So anyway, Mr. Provost, he had already arranged everything. We went and we recorded her. Um, I, I used my iPad because she was the last stop of the day. But she said something that stayed with me all day. And she said, it is so good to know that we're not forgotten. It is so good to know that our complex, our residents are not forgotten. And sometimes when you are in areas and you are a low income area, low socioeconomic area, people tend to forget you. And that's the gift that God has given me by working and volunteering with her. I get a chance to see how she directly impacts her people. She gave out gift cards. Now, she doesn't do this personally, but her community partners, Kroger's, H-E-B, and People United Summit, they gave out gift certificates for free turkeys. The, the people can go to the store themselves, get that turkey, and then they gave out a gift card. So like me, you get the turkey, but if you ain't got no money for the sides, now you got money for the sides. Got your gift card for your turkey, and you got your sides, and you get the kind of turkey you want. I was done twenty five dollars because that's how much the gift card was worth. Uh, the gift certificate was worth, and it puts that pride back. It gives them the dignity to go to the store and to do the things they want to do. And I, I love that because everybody who came in when we went to Lake Crest Apartments, uh, Helen. Jones, the activity coordinator, she immediately got on the phone. She reminded me of myself. She got on the phone and she started calling the tenants and then she started walking around and she started letting the, letting the people know we have gift certificates right then and there. And she got a piece of paper, organized it. I filmed it and she started giving out the cards, making people sign. What a great, I mean, see, leadership. The state representative cannot get out there on her own and go through all of that and endanger herself. But she got local pastors. On Saturday, we met with uh, local pastors. And the local pastors came out. I met Pastor Samuel Bass, uh, uh, Pastor S.C. August. Um, I met another young man, youth pastor, Eric Green. Uh, the, the numbers from Trinity Garden, that's what we were in Trinity Garden. They came out, and what they have is they get the they got the hams and stuff from Kroger, the gift cards from People United Summit. They distribute to their own food pantries, and that way it extends out. You see, the reach of the service is extended out. So she's not wore out. She'll have she's not worried about all her volunteers. It it is so smooth how it was organized. I loved it. I've loved the ones when we went last year, we were at Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Oh my goodness. And when I tell you, the ladies came out in their finest fur. <laughs> she had breakfast. She provided them with breakfast, calendars. Walmart was a sponsor community partner that year. And they gave out bags with Cornish hens, gift cards, beans, black eyed peas. They were getting ready for the new year with the, with the meals. 
And I got a chance to talk with all these ladies. And the show is on my YouTube, Conversation with Dr. Pope, uh, Channel One. Um, you can Google it. And it's on YouTube. And again, those shows are also on Roku and Amazon Fire Stick now. And I loved it. To see the, all, and it was a, a bunch of seniors, man, in their finest. Um, and we talked about voting, and they got a chance to share how State Representative Symphonia Thompson has been doing this for years. This is not where you just, you know, she just got up and said, oh, I'm running for election. No, she's already secured the election spot. But she's doing this because that's what she does. And I love that. I, I get a chance to participate and see it. See, I support people I can see. I think we have to watch our candidates. Now, I know we got Royce West out there in Dallas. And, uh, you know, I, I often, when I see him, he's been in uh, Missouri County Zoom meetings with me. He don't know me from Adam. You know, people, I'm not I'm not somebody woo-hoo. I'm not at, at his level. But I've been watching him since he was the, uh, he hosted the first Democratic uh, uh, convention. In Dallas, he did a great job, and I watched him at the at the caucuses. So I'm politically active, but I'm I'm like I'm the one with the that's telling the story. And sometimes when people don't know who you are, that's even better for you. But I get a chance to do special work. I call that my special work with State Representative Sarah Thompson on behalf of People United Summit. I and I get a chance to volunteer and see how she does it, help her uh, by getting the story out, helping her do the work, you know, whatever it takes, because I love how she serves. I love that if you really are, if you're a female and you're thinking about getting out into, at her level of service, you need to know what they do. You need to know how she does it. You need to know is this real? She was moving boxes herself. She was helping people get the stuff to the car. This is a hands-on state representative. I like that. I saw myself in her. I saw myself like, yeah, I could do this. I could do something like this. I'm already doing this. I'm not a state rep. You don't have to be the title. If you want to just serve your community because you know how much you benefit from getting free food right now. I I was in line the other day at the children helping uh, the helping hands thing. Christian helping hands. I was there on Monday. On Monday. And today and then Saturday I was helping give out food helping to tell the story. Why? Because I'm one of those people who need it. And when I tell people on the north side, hey, I know she's going to give out some stuff. I know she's going to do some things to help others. They know I'm not lying to them, but they know I'm out there with That's the part. That's the gift. People United Summit, I got a chance to start working with them, say, four years ago. And uh, Alan Provost, he is the treasurer. He and I have done some great things together um, over the last four years. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm so honored. I've not only met with State Representative um, 
Symphonia Thompson. I, I work with, I volunteer with her every year though. Um, but I, I met uh, State Representative Sean Theory. She does a lot of great work in District 1, uh, uh, 46. She's in Sunnyside. Um, she's not just Sunnyside, but that's where I know her, where she puts a lot of her efforts to help. Uh, but I'm saying it, it it is consistency that I'm talking about right now with uh, State Representative uh, Symphonia Thompson. You, you know, consistency. Same demeanor, very humble woman. Uh, I'm not in her face for friendship. Let me be real clear. Some of y'all out here talking about, oh, I want to volunteer so I can get to know them and become this. No, no, be real clear. I'm a volunteer for People United Summit. And she allows me to do what I do. And I'm honored that she allows that. She's very selective. And I think that if you want to volunteer for her, though, you, you should reach out to her team. And if you want to re- volunteer for People United Summit, uh, we always need some volunteers. Always. Mr. Provost is always looking for people to work for free. Now, you know, he I, I gotta be honest now. I'm gonna say it on here. He tried to fire me from time to time, and then he realized he don't pay me. <laughs> so, you know, we gotta understand it now. And I say that because I really have a lot of respect for him. But my point is the gift I'm talking about. Don't let the name stuff cloud your view of what I'm talking about. I needed help. And because when you're trying to figure out how you're going to take care of your stuff, sometimes it's best to get out here and give of your time and your energy. And you realize it's more people in need than you are. It ain't always just about your stuff. Sometimes you got to put your stuff to the side and get out there and then watch God bless you. Watch God show you some things. Watch him make you see you thought you had it bad. But look, I taught my, and my kids go with me. They, they take pictures. They help me film. They're my actual little team. And they were like, mama, we going to one more apartment complex? I said, yeah, we got one more. And they were like, I'm tired. I said, you know what? Look how many families we've impacted. Giving out gift cards to an entire complex. We went to six complexes. Do you understand the magnitude of everybody in that complex got a gift card and a certificate and they didn't have to leave their area. Some people don't have cars to go get the free stuff that people give out. Sometimes people don't want other people to know they're in need. This is so, it allows people to have their dignity and to have their privacy. But yet to and then also go to the store and do what they need to do. That is the, the the humanity. That's the humane part. That's the part that I say, oh, what a gift. What a gift. COVID has done some horrible things, but it, it also has helped leaders, community leaders, learn how to better meet the needs of the folks who in need. I hope that she continues to do it this way. It was, I think, much better, much more effective. We were had less volunteers, but we were more effective, more concentrated. And I can share my the stories much better because the people were willing to talk because they were able to come on their own terms and say, yeah, I want to share my story on camera. You know, 
And they thanked her so much for, um, and People United Summit and H-E-B and Kroger. So they're not sponsoring my show. I'm just telling you who sponsored and gave and met the needs of the community there. And I like the fact that gift cards are so much easier to use. Um, you ain't got to worry about, you know, I've had some gift cards that were difficult to, to slide. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that. But Fiesta gift cards can be a little trip. So I'm just saying. So anyway, that's it. Let me take a little break now. I'll come back with our last segment. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from 2 to 3.20 on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. Okay, this is the last segment of the show for Christmas Eve. My first Christmas Eve show, by the way. I am excited that we are on DFWDEN Gospel Radio Show. I know, I think, what, seven months ago when I started doing this, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, I was excited. And now to think I made it to Christmas Eve. Yes, it is a lot of work, a lot of work to do this show. But what I am realizing is that I need to ask for more help. I have not talked about, but if you want to become a sponsor for this show, I have a syndicated radio show. I have a podcast. It's all under conversation with Dr. Pope. If we are, am I, if, if I'm a good fit for your business, if the content I talk about works for you, it aligns with your philosophy, then maybe you want to advertise your business on my show. If you have a product you want to talk about on my show, Again, it's easy to reach out on Anchor, where you um, you hear my podcast. You can simply reach out and let me know. You can leave a voice message. You can call me, uh, 832-226-7801 or 832-340-5521. You can reach out for me, to me that way or simply email conversationswithdrpope at gmail.com. And let me know if you want to be a sponsor of the show. Um, one of the things that I realized is that I have to learn how to delegate. And that was a gift that God gave me this year. I knew about delegation, but I was not utilizing it whatsoever. And as I talked about in, my, in the last episode, how I volunteered with State Representative Sophia Thompson, I looked. And People United Summit. I look at how um, the community leaders at her level organize things, and they delegate. When we when we went out, myself, and Mr. Provost, um, we went out and done those things. As of course, People United Summit, but we had she trusted us enough to say, okay, I trust y'all to go out and you know do what you need to do to make sure all of these apartment complexes are reached. The people receive their uh, gift cards and their certificates and that y'all tell the people's story. So I was like, wow, it, it again, it delegation, because you can't be in every place, everywhere yourself. You have to allow people to come into your world to help you via internship trainings, whatever. But I believe in the interns and the, uh, also paying people. 
2020 made it very difficult to try to pay someone. But, you know, I did take on a part-time staff this year. I was very pleased to do that. Um, but I want to grow in that capacity. I would love to be able to do more. Well, you can't do more without more resources. So that's one of the things you have to uh, acknowledge is that we definitely need more uh, help. Now, one of the things that I learned with the delegation is that there are so many resources out here for, like, I'm a publisher. So I can't do every book cover myself. Technically, I can't because I have the tech skills to do it. But it is time consuming. So I learned, delegate that. Delegate that. I, I can take pictures, but I'm not a professional. So I contracted with professional photographers. Ashton Lundy, she does some of my photography for work for me. Um, Lord Hammers, I'm seeing his face right now with his dreadlocks. I can't think of his name. Um, it'll come to me. But Rylan Harvey, she was one of my interns. Uh, she she did some work for me. And, and so I'm always looking for more people to come in to help me. Courtney Haywood. Courtney Haywood is another one of my contractors. He'll come in and he'll help with the editing for my TV show. Um, now, I've been doing all my audio editing for the podcast and the radio show. And and this year, I mean, I'm hoping I will. <laughs> I talked to someone yesterday. The AT&T guy came in to fix the, the Internet. And I found out he has his own uh, audio, video editing stuff. Now, he, he knew all the technical jargon and I was impressed with all of that. Um, but one thing he kept saying, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I guess I'm just, I'm getting older and I'm, I'm, I'm learning, but he kept calling me love. And I guess that's maybe, I don't know with these young people, you never know, you never know with young people, but you know, I worked hard to be Dr. Pope. So I'm going to say, you know, anybody that I work with got to give me that, give me that, give me that respect right there. Um, and I'm going to segue just a little bit, one quick segment, but but yeah, if y'all were um, listening to the the brouhaha on Dr. Jill Biden, a guy from the Wall Street, where was he from? Wall Street Journal, I think it's what it the article first appeared in. He printed this sexist or wrote this sexist article saying that Dr. Jill Biden should drop the name Doctor, the title Doctor, from a name because. She's not an MD. Well, you know what? Anybody who don't have their doctors always got something to say about what somebody else should do with their title. When you work hard, put your time in to get your doctorate, you will understand why that title means so much more to you. To you. It's not for the world, but for you. So when someone says love, uh, I'm like, no, I'm not love. I don't like boo either. Ooh, I know a lot of ladies don't mind being called a boo. I hate that. I'm no one's boo and I'm not love. Now, if you're my husband and you're my lover, I guess you could say not even that then. Nah. <laughs> but I think in business etiquette, if someone's talking to you about business, you should be professional and use business tone business terms. Don't get too comfortable too soon because it might ruin an opportunity that you have. I needed his resources 
but I ain't need to be called love. So always remember that when you're talking to people, you never know what are their triggers. So back to the other trigger, Dr. Jill Biden. I want to say real quick, I stand with Dr. Jill Biden and using Dr. Jill Biden. I know she's the first lady uh, and we all know she's the first lady now, but she's still Dr. Jill Biden. Now, what I have an issue with with Dr. Jill Biden is I don't know if she's going to be able to work full time and be the first lady. I think um, the full, the first, the, I think being a first lady is a full time job. Now, that just may be me. And I know I'm still coming. I'm a workaholic. I'm a reformed workaholic. I told my kids I wouldn't work today, but I'm not going to count the show as work. I know y'all sitting there going, really, Dr. Pope? Yeah, I said it. I'm not going to count it as work today. It's a gift. This platform is a gift, and I'm trying to use it and, and use it wisely. But I'm not doing anything else today. Okay, maybe I'll do a little bit of cheating on the book, just a little bit. But my children, uh, you know, they remind me that they, when they were doing the videos, that they were out working with me doing the um, stuff at the apartments. They came. I'm teaching my children how to use the cameras. They're learning the business from the ground up. I think that's something that we should do. If you want your children to take over the family business, and they may not take it over, but I want them to know how to use technology. Matter of fact, they already came into this earth, I swear, knowing how to use a computer. You just put a put an iPad in their hand and see what they do. Watch them. They don't, they don't need any training. I mean, it just comes like right to them. So anyway, real quickly, I was um, telling them that I wouldn't do any work. I was going to uh, just kind of spend time with them all day today. And they were like, okay, mom, really? Yeah. Last night they were reminding me. So with this thing called delegation I'm talking about, I had, I, again, you have to understand that with this delegation comes more freedom for you. If we can learn to turn over the assignment, turn over the project to someone else. Now you supervise, you stay on top of things, but to be able to partner up and have someone help you. So this year with my book, I was able to delegate the cover delegate format. Uh, no, I wrote. And then with my my actual clients, I actually did the first one. I did the format myself. I had to break, they had, um, change the format up and then go in and, and restructure it. It was a lot of work. And I realized I can't put that kind of time in for a small amount of money. So now I'm saying use, if you are a small business owner, use the gift of delegation. Use the, de the the collaboration approach. I know you have to trust someone. I know everyone can't see your vision. Everyone doesn't know what you see and everybody can't do it the way you want to get it done. I understand that whole mindset. But I'm saying, as you grow, God is allowing me to create apps. Even when I created the app, I had my son help me with the photos. My oldest, he's a graphic designer. He can do great work. I had him do the graphic design. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, mom, I can get that done for you. Everybody in my house now can do something. This is a family business. And I know it is so important that I keep reminding 
them and myself that in order for this business to grow, we got to let outsiders come in and help and do different things. So working with a, a, a graphic designer, a, a, a lady in Pakistan was very interesting. But she, and I here's something I realized on Fiverr. I use them and she was, uh, the lady who I work with, she she gave me a rating of a two because she said I kept sending back the information to her to get it right. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm paying you, I want it done the way I want it done. So I kept sending it back for modifications. You don't accept an approval if it's not right. And I thought, now, how are you going to low rate somebody who's working with you and paying you? Hmm. And I gave her a good rating because I felt every time I sent her back a modification, she did attempt to get it right. And I gave her, uh, you know, a great review for that. Uh, but I was so outdone when I saw I got a two. I was feeling some type of way about that. I said, hmm, does she want my money again? See, people are a trip. You want my money, but you want to blowball me on the rating. So I have to, now I had to think. Do I look at the rating or do I look at the quality of work I got? Well, I'm not crazy. I learned a long time ago. I had a show about talk about this on one of my shows. Don't let no re- re- review ratings bother you. You, If the person does what you need them to do, I had tried another lady, and she didn't do a good job at all. I had to get a refund back. And so when I, I went back to what I knew worked, this lady does a good job. Sometimes you got to. I think people don't understand when you're trying to delegate your vision, it is hard to sh- explain your vision in words. Like the guy was telling me yesterday, he said, well, Dr. Pope, if you want somebody to edit the show, you have to tell them what frame to cut this out and to do this. And I'm like, if I take out all that time to tell you frame two, frame this, frame that, I could have done it myself. So see, I got I have work to do on my delegation process. I'm saying, yeah, delegate. But I'm also saying, be prepared that you have to learn how to think differently to, to give the assignment out to someone else. You have to be able to communicate what you effectively communicate what you want because they they have to put this thing together. And not everybody understands that. You, you know, it took a friend of mine to tell me how to go and pick a, a font. She said, oh, Dr. Pope, go to your computer and just play with the font. And I went, oh, my God, that was so simple. Why didn't I think of that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking of names. Well, you'll get the name when you play with the font and you'll see the name that, that you like. I'm like, duh. But sometimes in my brain, that's just a little too easy to compute. My brain works like complicated, easy. Easy things, complicated. Yeah, be the small stuff that gets me all tangled up. So my journey of delegation is I'm learning. Also, when um, you're looking at growing your business, this year I want to encourage everybody. I know I've been thinking about a building because I need one. There's just no way around. I love working from home, but what I want to do Having uh, ex-offenders and telling their stories for my next move reentry program, I can't have them come to the house. I need to be able to um, have meet them in a, a public place, but also that allows them to have their privacy and their respect when they tell their stories. 
So I need that spot. So I'm working on trying to get a building. I've been saying it for a couple of years now. We, I must have a building, and I need it in a location that's easy for me to get to and from. I have a tendency to work late and long, so I need to be in a safe place where I can be there and come out, you know, go home and not be worried about, well, every woman is always worried, but not be overly worried about my 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 environment. So I'm looking for that, a building. And then I think I'll be able to do the other things that I had in my heart to do. I, I had planned on doing some, some things uh, because of COVID-19. The people who I was supposed to be doing the building with, that hadn't worked out. So, but I'm still going to trust God. I'm still going to believe for a building. I've had somebody offer me some opportunities to rent, to be in their building, but I still, I'm going to say this again, the gift that I, another gift I learned in 2020, I really learned it in 2019, but I preach it in 2020. Don't do nothing if it's not in writing. If someone is telling you they're going to offer you a rental space, a space a, a, a space in their building, well then you need to have that agreement worked out. You need to have those things lined up. You, you need to make sure that you are, uh, if you need to get a lawyer to read over everything that you're signing, make sure about that too. Also, I, I want to say, Another thing that I realized, when you are also a small business, you know, we we hire people to be our social media managers. We hire them to write content on posts. We hire them to do a lot of things. Please don't forget, you need to make sure that when you use them for whatever the thing is, like in my case, I have an app. I forget to tell people, I have a Boss Lady Professional Network app. You can join that app for $9.99. A lot of times I forget to tell people about all the products that I have. This year, I'm waiting. I'm getting ready to maybe do, I'm not going to say it yet until I get it in writing, but I'm getting ready to sell products. Mm -hmm. I thought I would be able to put one of them out on my website for Christmas, but I'm not quite ready yet. So I'm not going to say anything. But with all these products and things I'm getting ready to start selling, you have to delegate a little bit more of the management, maybe, of your social media or your website. Make sure you're checking these people's backgrounds out. Make sure, you know, uh, if they're working for like a Fiverr or Flows, they're, they're already with a company that should be background checked. But I'm just saying to you, be careful who you're sending out your things to edit. Um, there have been some scams. People say they've been getting their manuscripts stolen. Um, you have to be careful. Your your creative your creative content may not look like it's valuable now, but it may be valuable later. It may not be where you want it, but somebody else can take it and do whatever they want to do with it. Make sure you guys are copywriting. Make sure you're protecting your content. Make sure you're, you're when you uh, delegate your, your different activities or, or projects, make sure you're checking out the people's background, their credibility. And I don't care if they're able to give you a, a rating or not, but you need to be able to make sure that you can um, leave a review, good or bad. I always say, if you can say something negative, it, it takes just as much energy to say something positive. 
Giving people a positive review helps their business. Sharing their names helps their business. So don't forget, you have an obligation too, that once you delegate, they do a great job, give them a positive review, pay them on time, and then share that. So other people like myself or other small business owners will be able to look them up and utilize them. It's very, very important that we look at how uh, trusting in this electronic world requires a lot of faith, <laughs> a lot of faith. And that's where, again, I keep hearing when I, when I get into that little lull of like, mm, God, I don't know. I'm turning loose so much. And is this right? Is this safe? Is this wise? These are questions I ask all the time. Who is the person on the other line in Pakistan? Who is this person? I've used people in Pakistan, Nigeria, uh, you know, in favor. You never know where they are. But, I mean, they tell you. But the point is, I find um, when you build rapport with people and you, you try to build a, a working relationship, they learn you, you learn them. And and sometimes you get what you pay for, too. Be, be, be aware of that. Uh, people pay me to do social media management. I now build platforms. I build uh, people's podcasts, their Facebook pages. Um, I do that under the resource center because I know what takes me a minute. It takes my else, you know, five days or a week. This week, the last time I'm talking about delegating and training. This week, my last gift I'm gonna talk about is that God allowed me to do a training. I did um, how to get your business hub certified. I did that this week with a client. I did it online and I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. Uh, we did it via Zoom. We used all electronic forms. I walked her through the process. Then she had to get it notarized and submit it. That's her part. And then also, we went over and did an anchor training. Anchor is a podcast platform, the one I use. I walked my client through how to use the podcast platform. That was fantastic. After I volunteered on Saturday, <laughs> down in the in the parking lot of HEB with state representative Sophia Thompson, and uh, you know, sharing the story of everybody who came, all the people who came to distribute. Uh, again, some of the pastors who. Uh, I think Pastor Adams was one. He came out. Uh, different people. Uh, what's her name? German Wilson. Miss German Wilson. She came out. After working and doing that for hours that day, I came home and did a four-hour training via Zoom. And I was really glad I did the training. But more importantly, my client made me happy I did it because she said, Dr. Pope, I'm glad I delegated the project of creating my platform for me. I wouldn't have done that. And she said, I'm glad I had you walking me through the process of getting my Hub, Hub certification. And Hub is a historically underutilized business certification. I do those online now. And now that I know that, that everything is a little bit more easier than it used to be, I'm going to be announcing some more of those trainings real soon and for a lot less money because it don't take that long. I think it's relatively easy for me to do. So I'm excited about that because I got a chance to see 
from the other side. Listen to my client. And I asked us, well, can you, I asked her for a review. I said, can you give me a review? More important is she came back later and asked me to feature me in her uh, newsletter. I didn't expect that. That was a byproduct. But have I never had been, I've been talking about delegating. I'm delegating. And then that's how I make my money. When someone says, I can't do this, can you do it for me? So think of delegating as a great way to not only utilize your money, but it's also a great way for you to be hired. We solve people's problems. We do things others can't do for themselves or they don't want to do. Just think about that. So I, I want you to understand this, this to see what a great year this has been. I'm so grateful for all of the gifts that God has given me this year. The gift of delegation, the gift of this platform, the gift of serving under strong community leaders, the gift of volunteering, the gift of being able to accept help when I need it, the gift of being able to swallow shame and pride and ego and cast it aside where it doesn't harm or hinder my progress, my family's progress. And I thank God for being able to have the gift of transparency, being able to talk about it and share it so others will know, man, small business owners are out here and black female business owners. We're growing in number. But are we sustaining, are we maximizing all of the resources out there? Get ready. If you didn't take care of your EIN number, like I told you to, and get your bank account set up, you might miss out on this next round of PPP money. I'm not. And I'm not going to feel bad because I sat here and gave you a whole show about how to use some of the resources out here that are really credible. So just think, there are so many reasons why we should be happy this Christmas. I didn't make a lot of money this year. Nope. I didn't even reach my goal. But I think I did better with my family this year. I know I did better as a mom. I know I was more attentive this year. I played cards this year. I had fun. I bought some more things to play games with this year. I'm planning on doing, we watched Jingle Jangle the other day, uh, the other night, and that was fun. Today, I assume we're going to watch a whole lot of movies today uh, and eat and stuff. I am so glad that I'm doing my business and I'm self-employed. It has been a financial rule for COVID-19. But the gift of adoption has given me three beautiful children. The gift of marriage gave me a lovely son. And the gift of divorce, yep, I'm calling it a gift, gave me an opportunity to do a restart on myself. And to learn so much more about me as a single woman. Now, I'm ready for God to give me a gift of a husband. (laughs) Make no doubt about it. I'm praying for one. but. I am happy and content in the state I am in until he arrives. And I hope that, you know, you guys continue to listen to my syndicated radio show. 
on D um, Gospel D F N D F W D E N Gospel Radio Show. Uh and that you also continue to listen to the podcast and uh watch the show. Watch the show Conversation with Dr. Pope on Roku, on the app on Pope TV. Um, you can watch on the app, you can watch it on YouTube. I'm everywhere. And I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So tune in to what I'm doing. And let me know your feedback, your comments about the show. Well, I don't get any feedback. You can leave voice messages on the on the anchor. So let me know if you if you're enjoying it. Uh you know, whatever you're thinking. All right, reach out. And I just want to again thank. Thank God for this opportunity and thank you all for spending any amount of time that you have during your day listening to me go on and on about different things. <laughs> I know I'm a little crazy, um, but I thank God now for this opportunity and you will be able to start seeing me more. And hopefully Monday after I launch this next initiative, you will be able to talk with me as I do these shows. I'm working on something. Working on a little something, something. I love this record and seeing, but I like live more. We need days where we can see and interact with each other. I, that's That was the vision I had when I decided to do the show. I thought I'd be able to talk to y'all and listen to how God is interacting in your life. And I'm missing that little component, but I'm working on a way to make that happen. Until then, I just want to encourage everybody to have a blessed day, to don't look at what you don't have this year, count it all blessing what you have, utilize some of those resources I talked to you about, and uh, let's go get that money so this 2021 will come in stronger into 2021. All right? Thank you. Have a great day. Conversation with Dr. Pope is produced and hosted and written by Dr. Sheila Pope.